0: This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon to you all and welcome again to Rotary Matters. This is episode 98. Now, regular listeners know that we usually investigate a specific cause or a project undertaken by an individual or a bunch of Rotarians. And it's these stories about this work that actually form the backbone of Rotary Matters and which make this programme so popular locally and around the world. But, you know, these stories of heroic self-sacrifice... Concern for others, determination to make a difference and to go over and above the call are really only part of the story. Much of the planning, the strategy and the execution begins back in the suburban Rotary Club, driven by passionate Rotarians determined to put service above self. So it's timely to remind ourselves what a Rotary Club actually is, how it's formed, it's governed and managed at a practical level. And so with that in mind, I invited the President and the Public Affairs Director for a local Rotary Club to spill the beans and to share their story. Now St Ives is a relatively affluent suburb in the northern part of Sydney. It's got good schools, shops, reasonable transport, some large homes. Um, Some apartment blocks, uh, leafy streets, and it's surrounded by a beautiful national park. As the state agents would say, it's a very aspirational suburb. Now, at its heart is St Ives Rotary Club, and it's a heart that beats strongly, delivering many initiatives aimed at young people, running large and ambitious community events, and supporting international aid projects. So, to use a boxing analogy, it punches way above its weight. So today, on Rocher Matters, we're going to be meeting the current president of St Ives Rocher Club, Mr Russell Crofts, and the lady dynamo behind the club's public image, the irrepressible Die Barnes. We're going to find out how the club began, how it's governed, the projects which it currently undertakes, and its plans for the future. So I'd urge you to stay tuned as we go behind the scenes at St Ives. But look, just in case you haven't heard us before, the idea of this weekly programme is to bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. We call it Rotary Matters, because as you'll find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives locally and around the world. So each week on the programme, you might be hearing from an Australian organising free eye health clinics in India, or an Australian running oral health and hygiene projects in Nepal. Closer to home, we might look at Rotarians running a food bank in suburban Sydney, delivering supplies to remote communities hosting an overseas student removing graffiti, fundraising to send soap to Manus Island, or in recognising somebody in the community who's gone over and above the call, earning themselves a Pride of Workmanship Award. So let me give you a refresher. Um, if you want, it's the elevator pitch about Rotary Internationally. It was set up over 100 years ago to foster the concept of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary Clubs in 220 countries, so it's pretty big. Here in Australia, there are 27,000 Rotarians and 1,100 clubs. Now, most of the clubs meet weekly, either in person or sometimes virtually, or a combination of the two, (laughs) and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy um, community service projects. Look, you're gonna find Rotarians uh, concerned with fighting disease like polio and malaria providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene. You'll find them saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies. Uh, They're concerned about the promotion of peace and now uh, supporting the environment. As I said a few months ago, we're talking today with Russell Crofts, the president, and with Di Barnes, the PR director, as we go behind the scenes uh, for a close-up look um, at the Rotary Club of St Ives. So please stay tuned. I'll be back shortly. So... Welcome back. Today we're talking with Russell Crofts, the President, and with Di Barnes, who is the PR Director for the Rotary Club of St Ives. We want to find out from them what it's all about, how it's run and some of the projects that they deliver. And I spoke to them both recently by Zoom. Welcome this afternoon to the St Ives Rotary Club and with us um, on the uh, meeting today we have the President Russell Crofts, the irrepressible Di Barnes, no stranger to this uh, station or to this programme Rotary Matters. I want to begin by just understanding a little bit more about what a Rotary Club is. Tell us, when did um, the St Ives Rotary Club uh, start off? Russell, you're the president. Can you fill us in on
1: that? Well, the grand opening uh, up at what is now the St Ives Village Shopping Centre at Zachary's Restaurant, there were 26 members and it was formed as a, an offshoot of the Karingai Rotary Club on the 27th of March. 1965. The 26 members, and what interests me, and I won't waste anybody's time too much, but the number of people representing the various institutions that are still going. The President Murray-Hook, his pharmacy is still going, but under a different name. There was a city Grammar School. There was Woolworth's. There was Gillett's. The transport people, and so on and so forth. A number of headmasters, uh, the Commonwealth Bank, bank manager, real estate agent, news agent, which is still going. And it was really interesting. All 26 of the members there, their businesses to a certain extent are still going.
0: So it represented quite a wide cross section, Russell of the community at that time, back in the mid-60s, in the St Ives area?
1: Yes, it did. And they all lived in the St Ives area because there were strict boundaries in those days. OK, so you either
0: your, your club meets uh, once a week, is it, or once a fortnight?
1: Once a week on Wednesdays.
0: And and where where do you normally hold your, your
1: gatherings? We normally hold them at Canisius House, but we're trying to vary it for our members and our guests at places such as Avondale, Pimble and the Blue Jar up at the Sedive Shopping Centre.
0: The Blue Jar is what, a restaurant? It is a cafe
1: restaurant at the top of the ramps.
0: Okay, so you meet weekly, various locations. Tell us something about the governance of the Rotary Club. Is it a normal
1: structure with presidents and vice presidents, that sort of thing? Yes, it is. And we really are trying to grow our membership And because we need, there are so many younger people out there that need, that want to do something. And what we're trying to do is alert them to some of the things that we're doing in the community.
0: So do the young people today want to do the same things that young people wanted to do
1: 40 years ago? (laughs) Yes, but they are not as used to doing it continuously. They would prefer to do a short burst, doing a particular job or a, or a project and then get back to their families or, or being busy uh, at their work because they seem not to have the time that perhaps some of us did back in the 60s, 70s and 80s.
0: So do you think this might be the way forward for Rotary Clubs to embrace younger members by offering them more short-term project kind of activities rather than almost a lifelong membership of a weekly um,
1: Club meeting? Definitely, Ian. And as a matter of fact, we're trying to reach out to these younger people. Tell us some of the ideas that you think we should be doing in the community and we will adapt what we know with our contacts so that they can achieve what they'd like to do.
0: Um, I know that your club has a long history around youth-related activities uh, and also supports uh, projects like the uh, Pride of Workmanship Awards. A couple of years ago, Di Barnes, who's on this call came into the studio and uh, brought with her John Ray, who was a recipient of your Pride of Workmanship Award. I mean, Di, can you just quickly explain what the Pride of Workmanship
2: is and and what John Ray did? Uh, John Ray is a local um, shopkeeper at the St. Anne's Shopping Village. He has a shop called The the Shoe Guru, and he also runs a community walking group. So he's very community-minded. He cares about his clients. He wants them to be up fit and mobile well into their senior years, and he does a walking group two mornings a week to keep that community spirit going and he's very much engaged with community. It was that awareness of his role within the St. of Shopping Centre that he got nominated. He isn't just someone who has a shop and sells shoes. He cares about who wears those shoes. And, you know, the are saying, walk a mile in my shoes. John has a huge background, and all of it is all about community. And we'd very much love John to be a member of our club, and I've tried that approach. <coughs> um, he has changed his shop company name recently and he's been very engaged with his community projects already but he tells me when he has time he'd love to join us and we'd love to have him
0: it surprises me not at all that he won your pride of workmanship award what an outstanding man and um, and what a different way of going about uh, the retailing of footwear right. um, and
2: the whole thing of pride of workmanship sorry in is that uh mary lennon who's the director for our our vocational uh, care. Murray runs that pride of workmanship. And we usually have four to five sometimes people nominated from the community who are really outstanding whatever field it is that they're working in. They go above and beyond. And and Rotary's motto, as you know, is service above self. And so we identify people within our community who offer a service above self within their chosen professional field. And recipients come along, enjoy a meal with us and get an award. And it's just a way of honoring people who are truly outstanding in their field in our community and, dare I say, would make excellent Rotarians.
0: Just for a moment, let's talk about youth-related activities. Uh, There's a project called RILAR, Rotary Youth Leadership Awards. Uh, Russell Crofts,
1: can you tell us anything about your club's involvement with RILAR? Ever since it started, we've nominated two or three representatives a year from our local Oh, they're not children anymore because they're in their twenties, mm-hmm. and to go to a special course, which has recently had been up at um, along Terry Hill at uh, Terry Hills, Miramar, and down at uh, the um, on the way to Mona Vale, and then we would ha- they would spend a week with all of the leaders in the community working out what they can do with their future life. And we've been happy to sponsor them, just all, all of, because there is so much that they can learn from these leaders of in the community.
0: So listeners, I hope you're getting the, the impression here that there is a wide range of activities that Rotarians take part in, particularly those at St Ives Rotary. But Di Barn, each Christmas time, there's a major initiative of your club, the Tree of Joy. Can you just remind us what that involves? If you've just joined us, this program is called Rotary Matters. The purpose is to put the spotlight onto the world of Rotary and onto some of the projects and activities which they undertake. Today we're talking with Russell Crofts, who's the president, and with Di Barnes, who is the PR director for the Rotary Club of St Ives on Sydney's Upper North Shore. And Di is about to explain to us what happens with their annual Tree of Joy program.
2: The Tree of Joy is perhaps the most community-minded event we have and it engages literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people in our community. At the Centre Shopping Centre, there is a Christmas tree. On that tree has a tag with the name of people who are interviewed in their nursing home and they tell what they would like to receive for Christmas. It could be aftershave, it could be a lipstick, a scarf, a hanky. It's very modest gift request they have and um, people from the community come to the tree select a person and to gift take that card away they gift wrap is bring it back with the card on and then usually around the 23rd of december um, we play santa and over a thousand gifts are delivered to nursing homes in the north shore to residents there it is the most heartwarming gift we have people who come back every year Um, and, you know, they might take five or ten gifts. There are people who come back that did the tree when they were children and now adults bring their own children back to it. It is really a community activity that Rotary, you know, is the head of and runs, you know, runs every December, but it is the heart of St Ives Rotary and it is the heart of St Ives community that make that work so beautifully.
0: Diane, it's a wonderful initiative. And there are two other events that I just want you to tell us about. Uh, or maybe, uh, Russell, you could do this. Um, the Food and Wine Festival that has been running for a few years I know has had to be cancelled this t- year for obvious reasons. Can you just tell us um, normally what would happen and uh, if you're planning to uh, run it again
1: in 2021? Uh, the Food and Wine food and wine Festival uh, was cancelled this year in September because of the COVID restrictions. And what we're we have already booked it for next year, the second Sunday in September 2021, where we get around 500 small businesses, not just small businesses, but businesses around the area who, who pay a small fee and come along and, and have their wares, Five to 10,000 people that come along on the day to buy and share and learn from them. There are also service industries where everything from the gyms, uh, we've got the chemists, dentists, or pharmacists rather, and all of the food stores, and it's just a good day to get out uh, on the village green.
0: Well, I've attended myself, and I can, I can back you up on that. It's generally been a nice sunny day with a lovely spring feel about it all, uh, a great variety of food to taste, wine to sample, attractions to experience and entertainment to enjoy. So, listeners, this is another example of Rotary working in the community. One more event that I'd just like to touch on, the Bobbin Head Cycle Classic uh, annual event was to have taken place in March 2020, had to be postponed. I know that plans are still uh, being developed as to how this will look in 2021, but um, your own club's participation in this in terms of not only governance but actual delivery and administration on the day. Uh, uh, Russell, would you
1: like to talk to that? Definitely. Uh, All of the four clubs in our area uh, put put up two representatives on the committee and at the last meeting, just a week and a half ago, we've tentatively arranged for the 28th of March 2021 to be the Bobo, subject to... What restrictions we can have or what what is available at the time, but this assists the council and all of the people that support us get a date in mind, hopefully that we'll be going ahead with the Bobo, which it, however we've been we will be safely allowed to run it
0: but in, uh, uh, Russell, you yourself are on the organizing committee along with four, two representatives from the three other. Rotary clubs that actually own the Bobo, but on the day, there are many members of St Ives Rotary who actively take part. If they're not cyclists, then I'm right in saying that they will be volunteers,
1: and that's a very important role. Not only Rotarians and friends and family, but all people in the community are welcome to come along and volunteer because well over $200,000 Two hundred thousand dollars will be going to the local charities such as Lifeline Kids and the Food Bank. The aim of the the volunteers to marshal the bike riders safely from here to Bobbinhead and back.
0: Excellent. So, listeners, here we've got a wide um, spectrum of activities that is being run and offered through Sinai Rotary Club, and if you're thinking of uh, getting involved at all. Uh, Di, you'll look after Public Image. There is a website?
2: There is a website and Facebook page. Ian, I'd just like to talk to that point about our Friends of Rotary. And our Friends of Rotary now number well over 200 people. And we have people who jump in and out of our projects. But Bobo, for example... We have got people who just come in because they believe in the good that comes from the Bobo and the benefit to the community. They don't want to become a member of Rotary necessarily, but they do want to be a friend of Rotary. So we have volunteers that just come in on the day and they do the marshalling along the route for us. And, you know, that's a wonderful way for anyone in the community who may not be able to attend our meetings, but really as a community-minded being and wants to make a contribution to support others. They can jump in and out of our projects as they're able to and we have the capacity to welcome them in. And they can get a copy of our bulletin each week called the Waratah and they know when things are happening and they follow up and join us on those occasions. We'd like to do more of that.
0: Excellent. Some, some new ideas, things you're working on at the moment. There's something to do with rocks, isn't there, Dye Barnes?
2: Um, you know that lovely expression, people have got rocks in their head? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks to an incredibly wonderful local resident called John Burns, who's a geologist, he and his wife are ge- geologists, um, he put rocks in my head. And I had rocks rambling around in my head for a week at least. What has happened is there's a development in North Taramara. When they had started excavating, they discovered a a rock called laterite. I've never heard of laterite before, but I'm now familiar with it. John knows the value of this geological find in terms of the formation of our planet and its location is a little unusual to be in that position in our area. So John is trying to save as much of the laterite that they're digging out as possible. So he's got some big boulders and they will go back in when the development is finished as a feature within the garden with a little plaque that will say on this site is a fairly significant laterite. So it's quite um, rare. It's quite rare, laterite, is it? It's not yeah. rare. It's not that rare, but it is geologically significant. And, uh, you know, John's agreed to come along and do a, a talk to Rotary and tell us just why this laterite is so good. He needs a few weeks to get pictures and research together. Um, but here we are again, a member of the community who approached Rotary because he just knows we like to help people and he needed help with this rock, he wanted to collect it. The owners of the land have given him permission to collect it. Excellent. So Rotary Club of St. Ive members and friends of Rotary have been invited to come along and just take your bucket and collect a small bucket of little rocks that will be specimen-sized rocks, easy to pick up, not too arduous, not too heavy to carry. With those rocks talking to John, I said, well, John, what are we going to do with them? I mean, you know, there's so many rocks you can have. And my background is education so i said to him what about we do a zoom meeting or we make a video of you and your wife and you do a QA and you tell us about the importance of laterite to you and we make this available to the local high schools and primary schools in our area and prearranged, of course voila we will have a bucket of laterite specimens so that the children after meeting a geologist talking to a geologist learning a little bit more um, about geology will then at the end of it their teacher can bring out a bucket and give every child a specimen of laterite so again a very small project but a reach out project from a community member who just knows Rotary is a a group of people in his community who like helping other people. And so it'll be a short and sharp one. We will save this from ending up in a tip and buried somewhere up the north coast. That will save a bit of cost to the owners of the land. And we will have given away hundreds of tiny pieces of specimen laterite and the children in St Ives and North Taramara who get to hear all about this wonderful story, will be able to have a their own specimen and know about one piece of geology in our area. It costs nothing but our time. It engages a lot of people. It allows a community of people to come together and work together for maybe an hour or two, picking up rocks and storing them in our homes for a bit until we've got the video done and we pull all that together. Well so done. I mean, well an done. An idea that will just go somewhere, a little way to counteracting um, the need of a community member with a community of schools, with a community of Rotarians and finding a synergy where how we can work together for a common good, a small drop in the ocean of the scale of some of the other major projects and people we help, but nonetheless a community-minded thing that brings us together where we find a way of solving how we make it work during covid
0: and so we well done, home. well done, Di. Well done, Di. And listeners, you can see that Rotary is a conduit for all sorts of good work in the community. Uh, let me thank um, Di Barnes and Russell Crofts for your time this afternoon. Wish you all the success. And let's have another chat in a few months' time and see how some of these projects have actually unfolded. So on, on behalf of Rotary Matters, I'd like to again thank you all very much indeed. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, with
0: you. So, look, I hope you enjoyed the hearing from Russell and from Di, um, two very public-spirited members of the community uh, setting high standards and achieving them as well. If you'd like to pursue... Uh, St Ives Rotary, or indeed any Rotary Club for that matter, all you've got to do is Google the name of the suburb and the word Rotary and it'll take you to the website of the Closest Rotary Club where you can make contact and find out what they're up to, maybe attend some of their meetings and see if you too could get involved. Now I'd like to play you a song now Uh, you'll know the song but you may not know the performers I hope you'll enjoy it Song of course was "Hallelujah," a wonderful song by Leonard Cohen. That's a live recording, and the performers were the Sydney Male Choir. This is a very long-established choir based here in Sydney, been going for over a hundred years, and um, uh, they put on some wonderful concerts when they can in these COVID times. But once that's over, please look out for them. they put in a tremendous effort and have some beautiful songs, the Sydney male choir. This is Ian Stewart. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. And the program is Rotary Matters.